0: This week on the podcast, I'm talking about my next trip. You know, because I haven't been to Walt Disney World in, well, weeks. (laughs) I've planned a land and sea vacation, so both the parks and a Disney cruise. Stay tuned for all my planning details. Hi, I'm Francine and you're listening to the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. A podcast where our first topic of conversation will always be Disney. I've been a Disney fan for as long as I can remember, and I'm determined to bring more of that Disney magic into my everyday life. So, if you need a little extra pixie dust in your day, you've come to the right place. Thanks so much for listening, and let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. I can't believe that I'm getting ready to go on another vacation. Now, I say that like it's a bad thing, but it's totally not. I'm really excited. I have a trip planned. I'm leaving at the end of the week. And I get that I was just there at the beginning of December. That trip, though, that was kind of like a bonus trip because, you know, I had friends who had a place to stay. They had room. They invited me. I have an annual pass. Why wouldn't I go? This trip, you know, this trip is all about the cruise that I'm doing. And while I don't normally plan the trip so close together, I feel like I need this one. You know, New Year, Christmas, that whole time period over the holidays when you don't know what day it is. Yeah, I spent like two weeks in a fog. And if I'm honest, my unmagical job was unbelievably unmagical for year end. We had some pretty tough, tough times this year end. And I feel like, yeah, I need the break. I feel like it's been six weeks or six months since I've been on vacation instead of less than six weeks. I need the break. So I'm kind of glad this one is planned. This one all came about because I guess it was over a year ago, my friends Carrie and Carolyn and I were chatting about how much fun we had on a cruise that we were on together. And it was nice. We had a group of people that were on the cruise and, you know, friends of friends, and it was nice to walk around the ship and and see people that you'd been introduced to and the new friendships that you'd formed. You've heard me talk to Katie on the podcast, and that's where I met her. She was a friend of a friend on a cruise we were on. So Carolyn and Carrie and I were talking about how much fun it is to make new friends on a cruise. And then we said, well, why don't we just put together a group cruise? Let's get a bunch of people together. So we did. We decided that we were going to do the four-night on the Disney Dream in January 2020. And normally I don't book this far in advance, but apparently other people like to they'd like to know where they're going so we started booking this a year ago and we opened it up and i invited the pixie dust fan community to come along and it's going to be fantastic so we have a whole group of people who are going on the cruise together and i can't wait pure magic vacations has done some you know itinerary where we've got some meetups if people want to come together and hang out with their new friends there's a door decorating contest and the kids they're going to have so much fun with the scavenger hunt it's it's going to be pretty it's going to be pretty cool and i can't wait to see if you want to follow along on facebook and instagram we're going to ask everybody to post their pictures with the hashtag pixie dust fan cruise so look for that on social <laughs> I will for sure have an internet connection. I always buy internet when I get on the ship because I know some people like to be disconnected. I don't. I love to be connected, not to the unmagical job. Let me just be clear. I will not be connecting the phone for the unmagical job on the ship, but I will be connecting my personal phone and I'll be posting and, and sharing from the Disney dream. I love cruising. You know, these four day cruises are perfect for a first time cruiser. You know, it's just enough time to get you on the ship and see whether or not cruising's for you. I have never really experienced any of the kind of seasickness or anything like that, with the exception of maybe my first cruise. I think on my first cruise, I was so paranoid that I was going to get sick that I bought those sea patches or, you know, those things you put behind your ears. So I was all prepared. I had my sea patches and I put them on just before we boarded the ship. And I was so ill. Like the first day, I just felt so nauseous. And I think it was my server at dinner. I was telling them about how I just, I felt horrible. And, you know, I started feeling horrible even before we left the dock. And he was like, yeah, did you put those things on? Take them off. I took them off. I was fine. <laughs> I never felt sick again. So knock wood, um, knock wood you will hear that <laughs> I don't get sick when I'm on the ships and you know, I've sailed through a hurricane and tor- or was it a tornado? I think it was a tornado. Um, but yeah, I've been through a lot of crazy weather on, on ships and never really been sick. So I'm looking forward to this cruise for sure. Four days, we start at Nassau in the Bahamas, and then we go over to Castaway Key, so Disney's private island in the Bahamas, which is breathtaking and spectacular and all things wonderful. If you haven't been, you have to go see it. They have a wonderful family beach. They have tons of activities for everyone. Yes, I think... (laughs) I even did parasailing there once. Um, That was incredible. Being up over the ship and seeing the whole island, I had such a ball. So fun fact, I have done parasailing in Castaway Key, and as well at Walt Disney World, right out in front of the Contemporary Resort. I did parasailing there so I could see over, I guess they don't do that anymore. Um, I haven't seen anybody do that. But uh, you could see all of the Magic Kingdom; it was fantastic. So I've done it: Castaway Key, uh, Walt Disney World, and uh, Mexico a few times. I wouldn't recommend that. But you know what? Those all-inclusive resorts where they have those—yeah, don't do those. Uh, but the Disney ones, I had a ball. Castaway Key was a little nerve-wracking because I did it with my sister, who was afraid of heights. I don't know why she agreed to it, but let's just say she screamed and cried the whole time. Uh, But I still enjoyed it. (laughs) It was still fun. So that's over on the family side and the excursions. And then there's this magical place called Serenity Bay. And Serenity Bay is the adults only portion of Disney's Private Island Castaway Key. It is, I can't even describe to you how wonderful it is. You can just pull up your chair, put it right in the water, um, you know the the bartenders will come out and bring your drinks right into the water for you it's just it's beautiful it's incredible it's um, and a full barbecue on the beach in the afternoon it's just wonderful all the servers come off the ship to serve you on castaway Key, so it's you know you get to recognize them and and yeah it's it's definitely a fantastic experience and I feel like Yes, I'm going to do a podcast um, after the, the ships, after the sailing to tell you all about the Pixie Dust Fan Cruise. But I feel like we also need to do a podcast on just what it's like to cruise Disney Cruise Line. It's, you know, I'm a little biased. This will be my ninth cruise uh, with Disney Cruise Line, and I have only done Disney Cruise Line and Carnival. I did Carnival Cruise Lines with my friends because I could not convince them that Disney Cruise Lines would be fun for them. And yeah, so let's just say that I did not enjoy the Carnival Cruise. I found that as three adults uh, with no children, there were a ton of children on this cruise. And roaming around the ship, quite frankly, because I'm assuming because they didn't have kids clubs that kept them entertained. Where on the Disney ships, you know, if you're if you're there without kids, there's a whole adult only portion of the ship where uh, you can hang out. But even outside of that, I just feel like the kids are also entertained and and happy. And it's kind of fun to see them having a good time like that. So there's plenty of benefits to sailing Disney Cruise Line, and maybe we need to do a whole podcast on that. But this episode, I wanted to talk about this trip and what I'm looking forward to on the trip, plans, how I sort of plan to go, um, and how it all kind of comes about. So this cruise is a Monday to Friday, a four-night cruise. And I didn't, I can't go to Orlando, like land at Orlando International Airport and then not go to Walt Disney World. Like I can't, I can't be that close and not go. So obviously all of my you know cruise vacations are generally land and sea, I do both. So I'll do the cruise, I'll do a short cruise, and then I can do some days in the park. But because this cruise is a Monday to Friday cruise, I have weekends on either side of it, so I could basically stay for the weekend before and the weekend after and not really use a ton of vacation days. In fact, I think I'm only using seven days and I'm technically gone almost 10. So yeah, it worked out pretty good for me. Um, So I'm flying down on the Friday morning and we are staying at the Boardwalk Resort in a one bedroom until the Monday morning when we go on the cruise. Now we're using our Disney Vacation Club points and fun fact for those of you that are thinking about Disney Vacation Club, do the math. So I have lots of friends who have bought Vacation Club and then sold Vacation Club because it didn't work out for them and it wasn't the most economical. For us, we really struggle. We have a lot of points between my sister and I And, you know, we go through them all every year and then we run out and then we have to book cash reservations anyway, but we're struggling to find availability using our points. So this trip, we could only get one bedrooms. We don't need a one bedroom for the two of us, but that's what was available. We would have been better off in a studio, but with less points, (laughs) but we just couldn't get one available. Really, you have to be booking it 11 months in advance and booking at your home resort. So if you kind of like to do things a little more last minute, or you don't necessarily want to stay at your home resort, your chances of getting what you want for the whole time is probably pretty limited. That's why you'll notice that when I go on vacations, I'm hopping around quite a bit, because this is me trying to use my points. So yes, we're staying in a one bedroom at Disney's Boardwalk. I am really looking forward to Staying at the boardwalk, it's close to Hollywood Studios. It's close to Epcot. You know, we can walk to Epcot. I've never done the walk though to Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios just—it always just looks so much further to me, and it probably isn't, but it just—it just looks like a longer walk to me. So we always take the boat there. But I'm looking forward to getting back on Rise of the Resistance. So when I was there in December, I did get to ride Rise of the Resistance and it was incredible. The problem was there was so much going on on this attraction, it was overwhelming. So if you asked me to describe it to you right now, I could probably pick out two or three tidbits, but I couldn't describe it end to end because it just all went by so fast. It was was overwhelming, there was so much going on. So I'm excited to get to ride and experience it for a second time And even more so, excited to bring Carrie with me on this because she hasn't experienced it and she's managed to stay away from most of the spoilers, so she has no idea what to expect. I think it'll be fun to get the perspective of a theme park fan who maybe isn't a Star Wars fan. So that's going to be fun. After the cruise, we have booked one night at Disney's Riviera Resort so the new resort that opened at Disney's Caribbean Beach. Now, we did this with our points. I really wanted to stay there and see what it was like, but all we could get, again, was a one bedroom. So we have used an enormous amount of points for a one bedroom for one night at Riviera, but that was all we could get. So I will be posting lots of videos and stuff like that from the room. I will do a full room tour once we get there, but then after that Friday night, we go back to Disney's boardwalk, where we're back in a one bedroom again. So we're there until the Tuesday morning when we fly home to Toronto on, I think it's the 7 a.m. flight. The big benefit of staying in a one bedroom is the fact that we have laundry facilities right in the unit. So there's a washer and dryer, and I could technically wash my clothes before I go on the cruise and after. So You would think that would mean I could pack less. I don't think that's going to happen though, but I should be able to, but I doubt it. (laughs) You know how it goes. I'm going to pack way too much stuff. Well, because now I also need like a nice outfit to go to Palo. So I booked Palo, which is one of the restaurants on board the the cruise ship. Um, Yeah, so I need a special outfit for that. I'm going to have too many clothes. We all know it's going to happen, but I'm okay with it. The other thing that we're doing a little differently this trip is we're renting a car again now (laughs) becky and i stopped renting cars hmm, probably two years ago we used to rent a car every single time we went like i mean every time we rented a car and (sighs) i gotta be honest it sat in the parking lot most of the time we were there so we would drive ourselves from the airport to our resorts And it was handy when we were moving resorts. So when we have to hop around, uh, Disney will transfer your luggage from one resort to the other. But for me, uh, you know, with my laptop and all that kind of stuff, I always like to move it myself. So the car came in a little handy that way. Otherwise, you know, we really didn't use it that much unless we were running an errand or going to the outlet mall. Disney's Magical Express is more than convenient for us. And with the money we save on not renting a car, we justify, you know, getting a minivan sometimes at the end of the night when we don't want to get on the bus. There's the bus, the monorail, the boats, now the Skyliner. I love the Skyliner. My sister won't get on it because she's afraid of heights, but that's a whole other story. But there are so many modes of transportation that we kind of felt like we didn't need the car most of the time. You know we can use uber and lyft as well if we wanted to get around and with the exception of the magic kingdom they were all pretty convenient for the parks and disney springs this time because we're going to the cruise we looked into you know how much it was going to cost for private transportation or even the disney transportation and just for the sheer convenience of being able to go when we wanted to go we figured well this is the time to rent a car again So we're picking up the car at the airport when we arrive on the Friday. And you know, we're gonna make the most of having the car, which means maybe leaving the bubble a little. (laughs) My friends make fun of me and say, you know, friend, there's a whole ton of stuff that happens outside the bubble. In fact, the last time I was there with a bunch of them, they took me to like this place called, I think it was called Red Robin or something for a burger. They're like, look, there's burgers outside of Walt Disney World. Look what happens when you leave the bubble. It was a good burger. It was good fries. Yeah, so there is some stuff outside the bubble. But this time we're going to be going to the outlet mall on Vineland. Um, this this mall it's pretty close to Walt Disney World. In fact, I can find it without a GPS, which is a pretty big feat in itself. That kind of tells you how close it is. Um, and it's really just the regular premium outlet mall, but there is a Disney store in it and the disney store is kind of hit and miss sometimes you can walk in there and they have the greatest things on sale and then other times it's slim pickings and there's really nothing there i've i've been there both times both ways and you know i just learned not to get my hopes up but we will make a stop in there and go and see what kind of stuff they have and while we're at the premium outlet mall we go to the clark's shoe store and the sketcher store And it's always the same sale at Skechers. It's buy one, get one half off. And yeah, I always come home with extra pairs of running shoes that I don't need. But those are pretty much the stores that we hit at the outlet mall. And then we come back to the bubble. (laughs) We also have friends who have a condo uh, just outside of Walt Disney World, actually. Uh, They normally rent it out, but they're going to be staying there. So we will get to go by and hang out with them for a bit. That'll be nice to to do, you know. Since we have the car, we have the car. Let's travel, and then of course we'll be driving ourselves back and forth from the port. Um, so we'll make sure that we're we're making use of the car. Now, aside from being off property and leaving the bubble, there's a few other things that, you know, I like to make sure that I do on my trips. So sometimes, because I go so often, I like to make sure I have. You know, at least one or two things that is on the agenda that I have to do that trip. Something new, something different that I'm gonna make sure that I do. So just last week in our Pixie Dust fan group on Facebook, somebody posted a picture of a brand new cheesecake at the Art of Animation. And since I have the car, it's gonna make it that much easier for me to get over to the Art of Animation to try this cheesecake it looks like so it's a little dome uh but it's nemo so it's a nemo cheesecake um, over at disney's art of animation and i can't wait i am gonna go and try this and that is at the top of my to-do list the second thing that's on the top of my to-do list is to check out festival of the arts that's going to be at epcot So Epcot always has such great festivals going on. You know, everybody talks about food and wine, but they forget about some of the other ones that are just as much fun, if not more. I find that the Festival of the Arts and the Flower and Garden Festivals are probably some of my favorites. I think the food and wine has kind of gotten overblown where it gets a little busy and it's too much for me unless we go like really early afternoon. Whereas these ones, I feel like I can enjoy them pretty much all day. I'm looking forward to the Festival of the Arts because you get to see some of the artistic creations. Last year, I guess it was last year, Carrie and I watched as someone made a silk scarf. So you actually got to go up and pay to make your own scarf using the colors and, and acrylics and things that they had there. I'm, I'm talking like I know what it was, I don't. All I know is we spent probably 40 minutes watching this woman make her scarf and the scarf came out beautifully. So that's definitely something that I'm gonna probably wanna see again. Hopefully it'll be there. The other thing is they have food booths and they sometimes have these murals where it's kind of like a paint by numbers thing. So Carrie and I got to do it with our friend Curtis the last time. And it's like a huge mural. And you get like a little paintbrush. It's not a brush, really. It's more like a sponge. And they tell you the numbers that you get to paint. And you get to contribute to this huge mural that's being painted at Epcot. It's a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to checking that out again and seeing what other kind of artsy things they have going on at the festival. They always have great photo opportunities. So hopefully we can get some good pictures. And, you know, it really is a nice time of year to go. Sometimes it's a bit cooler, but I prefer I would prefer the cool over Scorching hot weather, you know for me I'd rather put on a hoodie than be walking around feeling like I'm walking on the surface of the Sun Which is what it kind of feels like when you go in July and August <laughs> The other thing that I'm really excited I'm gonna to get to do is see Epcot forever again My sister Becky didn't get a chance to see it on our trip in December because I can't you I think I told you When I went to go buy my Mickey's very Merry Christmas party ticket. They were already sold out of the party So the night that Becky and our friends went to the Mickey's very Merry Christmas party I went to Epcot and saw the Epcot forever fireworks. It was it was an incredible show Very nostalgic for me and I'm going to get to see it again while I'm there. Obviously being over at the boardwalk, I'm going to be able to walk over every night if I want to see it. Oh, but I guess I should probably make a point of going over to Hollywood Studios to see their fireworks too. Hmm. I have so much to get done and kind of a short amount of time and I'm only there for the weekend. So it'll be jam packed for sure. Well, there you have it. That is my sort of Overview of what's to come on this vacation I hope that you're gonna follow along on social media and watch the post for the pixie dust fan cruise I'm really excited about that and I'm excited to get to spend some time with some pixie dust fans For my pixie dust this week, Carrie is gonna kill me, but I have to say it I have to call it out. My pixie dust of the week is my new iPhone <laughs> I'm so excited about this phone yeah, Carrie, I'm sorry, but you know I'm a sucker for gadgets and technology. And while I wasn't over the moon about this iPhone when it first came out in September, I, I kind of was starting to realize that my current XS, I was really struggling to type. I don't know whether it was just because it was smaller. And yeah, who are we kidding? That's my excuse. I was fine with my excess, but what I saw online was in one of the Facebook groups, the Disney's Alani planning Facebook group, someone had posted a picture of like night shots. So they had like three or four night shots and oh my gosh, they were incredible. The lighting, the color, it was just, it was so crisp and beautiful. And someone said, what kind of camera are you using to po- like to take those pictures? And their response was the iPhone 11. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. This phone is taking those kind of pictures. What would that mean to me? It means that I might not have to carry my camera around everywhere I go. I might be able to get some pretty good shots with my phone. So that was sort of how I justified, you know, getting the new one. Yeah, I know. Carrie makes fun of me and says this is kind of crazy because I've spent a ton of money on phone cases like you know every time i upgrade my phone i need a new phone case but for now i have a very cheap one with a pop socket on it and i'm waiting until i get to walt disney world and i'm hoping that they have an otterbox case with a built-in pop socket a disney one for this phone although this is the problem when you upgrade your phone to the newer phones they don't always have all the cases so i don't know fingers crossed that i get my new case or at least there's something decent when I'm there. If not, I'll be waiting until my next trip, which is fine, but I'm gonna be able to get some fantastic pictures with this new phone, so I'm very excited, and that is my Pixie Dust for this week. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Pixie Dust Fan Podcast. If you know someone who might enjoy this podcast, please feel free to share it with them. And you make sure that you're subscribed so that you get a new episode every Wednesday. Till next time, remember that you are never too old to be young. Chase your dreams and design your own happily ever after.